Grand Mass Effects Voice, and this is the Facts Project, where basically we talk to our favorite people and see how nerd culture has influenced them through their entire spectrum of life. Today's guest, all right, this is special because we got the Grand Duchess of Tech herself, Tatiana King Jones. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Nah, I, I look, I appreciate you because I, for one, I'm a fan. Uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of the fan bros. I'm a fan for all nerds. I'm I've, I've been through this through and through. So I have I have a boatload of questions, uh, yeah. <laughs> mainly centering around what brought you to this space. Now, you you are a graduate of Howard University. It's you. You know. Yes, I yeah. am. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you first came on campus, when you first came on live, uh-huh. being the blur that you are, did you know that? generally when you when you first came on campus that there were other people like you when you got there um no um but for different reasons though um that was my being a howard me and others are similar but that was my first experience being in an environment an educational environment where it was generally 99.9% black people right and not only that is black people from across the diaspora. So that was the first time I was able to have a situation where all day, every day on campus, you have black people from Europe and black people from different countries in Africa and black people mm-hmm. even from Asia, like like you have, and, and of course the US, but regionally, you know, it's all different types of cultures and backgrounds and, and styles and everything that goes into it. So just overall, the experience was amazing and it was completely different. So I knew just going into that pool of people that I had to find somebody that was going to be into geek nerd culture. Uh-huh. I just didn't realize the extent of it. Um, I wouldn't say that uh, I was like in a whole bunch of different like anime clubs and things like that. But yeah. but I did run into a lot of people who were into the same things I was in. So we would meet up, game, have the debates, the whole nine. Yeah, because I, I I looked you up and even though you were a um, um you earned a marketing degree, mm-hmm. you went in for engineering. I did. I did. I'm, I'm still consider myself an engineer. I went in. I had a I went in for computer science. And like that was like I had like a, a little scholarship from my high school to, to, you know, help me with that. And then, um, yeah, I was in computer science major for two years, the first two years of schooling. And I absolutely hated it. Not even gonna lie. Like I, and I, when I look back, I hate it mainly because I had to do stuff on other people's time. Like I had to learn certain languages, program language on other people's time. I had a 8 a.m. class and I'm not a morning person. So and that was, I was my freshman year. And it's interesting because even though like I personally, I love school. Like if I had to go to school every day for the rest of my life, I would, I, I, I fucks with it like that. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry, Okay. (laughs) Let it it fly. Okay. So I'm really into education. I I, I like it. I like to have fun. But when it comes to stuff like that, that I really love, I would like to learn it when I want to learn it and solve my own problems. I don't want to be up in the labs two o'clock in the morning working Mm. on stuff that I really don't care about. And also I mentioned not being a morning person. So it was a hard transition for me to go into that and then wake up mad early to talk and and think through concepts I just didn't care about so I didn't do I wasn't doing well at all now fast forward to now like I learn all sorts of things on my own have no problem it's great it's just that that structure wasn't for me so I I had to recalibrate had to rethink things about what I want to do I'm both a very highly analytical and creative person it's it's, Mm -hmm. I have a good mix of the two 
And after talking with my parents and talking with friends and stuff, they was like, well, maybe you need to go into business and, and particularly into marketing because that helps you. That will help pull in all your different skill sets. So that's why I ended up with a marketing degree. Okay. And it, could you obviously tell that the evolution was happening? Because not only that, but you ended up writing for the school newspaper, right? The Hilltop. Yeah, I did. I did. That's crazy. Yeah, you was definitely digging. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if you can't even get the excerpt of what I wrote. But uh, yeah, I wrote for the Hilltop. I, I'm a writer in general. Yeah. So I I was doing my little journalism slash investigative reporting slash not really I, I'm, I'm making it like I was working for the New York Times like no like I you know I was just writing things like you know just like assignments they would give us like oh go cover some event that happened on campus or if there's some controversy in the calf let's go talk about it stuff like that okay yeah. and, and, it, I, and I wrote for tech about technology mainly right that, that, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. basically what now would you say that your advocacy garnered from your experience starting to write about about technology and basically all things that started from geekdom right then and there way before that way before way that be since i was a kid since i was a kid okay. i've i've always been into tech in period i've always been as i mentioned in my head i've always been an engineer but i've always been interested in technology and learning about it myself learning how the inner workings mm -hmm. uh, are, come about how to teach other people how it works um it i don't remember how old i was could have been like 12 something like that um 12 13 something like that i don't remember but it started with it started with fixing my own computer um mm. i've i've told a story before but i'm gonna do the short version short version okay. is i had a back in back in the day you had to see the big cpus or whatever mm -hmm. um it broke down and we couldn't figure out what was going on and at the time there were like pc i feel like they still are but people don't go to them no more but the oh. pc repair shops they're there ain't nobody they're there, right but I, I don't think people fuck with it anymore but anyway <laughs> um my mom took it to the pc repair shop because it wasn't turning on at the time they mm. had like a busted <clears throat> power supply they fixed it gave it back to us worked great but then the cd rom didn't work mm. and i was just like and in my head, and I don't know if that's just me or what, but I was like suspicious that sus something. It was it was working fine before it went in. Right. So I found the manual for the computer and I was just reading through. I like I was reading, looking at all the schematics and all that stuff and just learning how what each part did. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know, and, and also had like diagram. I said, you know what, let me just figure it out myself. So I literally like I grabbed all the tools, grabbed my flathead, grabbed my screwdriver, opened it went and did the side-by-side -side comparison read through as i mentioned learn how what each part did and then uh -huh. i figured it out some motherfucker unplugged uh, a ide cable meaning the cable that connects the cd-roms to the motherboard yeah. they they unplugged it and apparently it was done purposely to make us keep coming back wow so after that i was just like yo never again because i i never want to be in a position where people can take advantage of me based on stuff i don't know Right. Um, no, you can't know everything, but if, if you can learn, then I would rather just know it. And also it was just interesting because mm -hmm. that, I mean, even growing, even before that growing up, my grandfather, he's, he's always been an engineer. He's, he's, he's been an engineer. He, he passed recently, but, but his entire life, he's been an engineer, um, both, both civil and, and computer science as well. So I've always had that in my blood. You know, I've, I watched him put together computers, asking questions and, it was just a lot of that nurturing throughout. And then right. obviously, you know, throwing like the, all the, the tertiary stuff, I guess, like gaming and mm -hmm. all the, the culture that goes around it. Damn, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So did that start the engineering track? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. It was like, yeah, we gonna push her towards engineering. We, 
Yeah, and 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 my parents, I wouldn't say they pushed, but they always encouraged. They would my okay. parents, especially my dad. Like I grew up, I grew up like you know I had my Barbies, whatever, but I also had RC cars. I also mm. had rockets. Mm. Like I had all of that stuff because I was I, I was into that real heavy and. Right. Um, and especially my dad, like when he, once he found that out, that's all he kept buying me. Like he was, oh, we going to the hobby store. We getting this, we getting that. Like, you know, we, we putting them together the chemicals and like launching rockets. I don't even know kids do that no more, but you know, launch going outside of the park, launching rockets. Right. I had a rocket once I had like a camera on it and it, it would take pictures as it was going up or coming down one or the other. So yeah. then you could see real high of this is, you know, this before drone. So that was our drone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I was, I was definitely encouraged from a young age to, to keep pushing that, that love. And, and like I mentioned, being very creative and analytical, just playing rockets and then writing stories about it and mm. little fiction. Like it, it just kept growing in that way. Right. And it, it, it ended up turning into a passion. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and one that will never not be a passion. I can't help it. <laughs> I just like it. I think it's cool. I, I just mentioned rockets. That just reminded me I was watching the, um, the SpaceX launch mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. Is it a couple of days ago? Yeah, I think it's a couple of yeah. days ago now where, where they just um, they did a supply mission to the International Space Station. And I was just in awe watching like the first stage, the, the, the booster, the booster that gets it up into space, yeah. like watching it return on its own. Yeah. back to the ship like that's like the 30 something something time they did it but seeing that stuff i don't know it just excites me i'm just like wow technology yeah. oh my god it's science it's magic <laughs> we remember back in the 80s you pretty much saw like a pod fall from the sky with a parachute and then drop in the ocean and they had to go collect homeboy now you're seeing ships actually actually like land vertically. and that's and that's so interesting because like like that was before my time so to watch stuff like that on youtube like Mm-hmm. oh shit like you know that's how it was and to your point like this 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 it just seems like we've come so far mm-hmm. in so little time but also it's just like i feel like yo we should still be further ahead than we are now oh absolutely yeah now can you can you please tell me um what made you start well first off what came first was it your writing projects or was it podcasting Oh, writing. Writing has always been first. I've been writing like when I say like that, I mean, writing short stories, writing long, long form stories, like just writing poetry, all that stuff. I've been writing my whole entire life. That's another thing. I've always been reading, writing and then engineering. So that's always been on the board. Um, I was blogging for a little bit. I don't know, like the 2013 time, like around that time, like I was yep. doing, I was going into the, all that world anyway. And then um, I, I was on a podcast before, you know, talking about geek stuff Okay, and that, that ended. And um, that's when I got the, I saw a tweet from DJ Ben Amin and he was like, oh, I'm looking for women to talk about geek and pop culture and well, really geek nerd culture. And at the time, like I said, I had just got off a podcast talking about that. And I was just like, oh, here's a new opportunity. And it's in New York. And, you know, this this right. person went to Howard because um, at the time, you know, I, I was following him. He, he used to post, um, um, you know, not exactly legally, but post <laughs> albums and music and stuff like that. So ah, gotcha. that's how I that's how I knew of him. So um, he put that out. I was like, yeah, I'm going to join that. So he gave me a chance. He gave me and another girl, Jamie Rigetti, mm-hmm. uh, a chance to come in and we test it. And and wildly enough, our first guest was Prodigy from Mob Deep. Um, so like, 
just being thrown in the fire. Now, yeah. I, I already had a little bit of an edge because the prior podcast I was on, we did it live. So I, and you know, I, I fucked up and gone through the whole situation. So I learned right, right. how to handle myself. So to be okay. in a situation where everything's recorded and gonna be edited later, it was a little bit actually easier. Um, what wasn't easy is having the very first time interviewing a celeb and, yeah. and you know, sitting right next to them and, and you know, talking about aliens and stuff. So it was, it was, <laughs> It was wild, but it was like, I was like, yo, you just better fake it till you make it. This is what you want to do. Yeah. And and it worked out. We got along very well. It sounded good. And fast forward now, we we in business. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember, um, well, not only I remember uh, Ben Amin talking about that first episode. Actually, he talked about it recently. Mm. Uh, about, uh, it was, I think it was on the anniversary of Prodig Prodigy's death. He brought up the fact that it was a mm -hmm. picture taken with all you guys and that was the first fan bro show that was and literally the first official fan bro show i i haven't listened to it in years i probably don't probably mm. sound like trash but it was it was the first test to show like this is possible this is real this 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 could work and it's interesting right. now now what was the what would you say the um the description of the show was when you first saw it when you started it well that's interesting because even though you know I was on the first quote unquote official episode, yeah. that wasn't the first first episode. It was so, like a pilot. Yeah, it was more like a pilot. The the first episode that they had at least three, two or three episodes before that point, and it came from Combat Jack. It came because you know he had his Combat Jack show pioneer mm -hmm. uh, in in podcasting. Salutes to him. I love him. I miss him. He the Fan Bros as it was called was always his idea. He's always had always been into comics, heavy into comics, heavy into the culture, and he wanted to like it didn't really fit in that main show, so he wanted to talk about it. So he did this separate show. Then I mean, um, you know, was kind of like a co-captain there, and then you had like I I'm exaggerating, but like twenty other niggas on the show. So. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> So, so he was like, yo, Ben, you know, he gave, he gave the reins to Ben say, Hey, I need you to grow, you know, grow this, build this up. So he did. And, and at first it was cool, but then Ben, I mean, was just like, yo, I don't want to be on a show with all these niggas. Like, I just don't want to be talking about this type of stuff and just hearing niggas like <laughs> we need some women on here. We need some feminine NG something. So um, that's how he, why he did the reach out. And, and then it ended up being four of us. It ended up being Ben Amin, Chico Leo, myself, and Jamie Rigetti. Oh, okay. So mm -hmm. let's, let's fast forward. August mm -hmm. 15th, 2018. The, uh, the, the title was New Name Who Dis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, it, you guys decided to change the name of the show. Mm -hmm. is, is that free to talk about? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Especially because it's because it's like a done deal now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. As I mentioned, this show was originally called Fan Bros. Um, you know, came from Combat Jet and stuff. Um, it was at first it was not an issue because yeah. again, this was Combat Jack. It was a whole bunch of niggas. Everybody was having a great time. Awesome. But as we and very quickly started to expand and grow the show and, and grow our reach, right. it, be, it became apparent a few things. So that term bros at the time was getting a very starting that 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 uh, journey towards a bad connotation. Mm -hmm. um, it was mainly the as we call the white do bros who yeah. would come in and, and, you know, do the typical gatekeeping and other BS. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, e even though we meant it to always be gender agnostic, anytime 
people would see bros, they would just think, okay, there's going to be a bunch of men there. And then they see me and Jamie or just me. And they just like, wait a minute, right. where y'all the bros? Now you can say, oh, that's not a really big deal. But when we're talking about branding, you want to be as specific and, and, and simple as possible. And if you have something where people are going to, or a name or whatever, that where people are going to make up their own connotations and their own biases before they even know what you are, then, and which, which is going to happen. But if you don't steer that properly, right. then people are going to have the wrong idea. And that's people just constantly people, meaning PR celebrities, talent, anybody, everyone generally kind of had the wrong idea about what we were before we even open our mouths. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it was like, look, we have to, and again, maybe that's the marketing degree talking, but I was just like, look, we, we, we have to, we have to come up with a, a solution that continues the spirit of what we are, but it's also, it just from a business standpoint, it works better. Right. Uh, and, 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 and gratefully we grateful because fan bros was always, at least the beginning part was always an acronym. The mm-hmm. fan always meant for all nerds. Um, so we, I was just like, well, hell, why don't we just call ourselves for all nerds? Right. So it, it took it took two years to really finalize and confirm and, and get it done because of course as you can imagine there's pushback it's just like yo we've been doing fan bros for years why why not we gonna change it you know um, I remember talking to Combat about it he was just like I don't know man is that like are we doing a situation where we changing the name of of Coca Cola and Pepsi and I was just like yo chill chill we're not there yet. <laughs> um, it was a great conversation, but um, you know, after a while, we, we would just look. Let's just we need to change the name, right? And so we changed it, and I I never regret it. Ben, I mean, could tell you he don't regret it, and it's the best thing we did for the for the for the brand, really, because, um, you know, except for like like really super OG people who were like, why are y'all changing the name, y'all y'all trying to be all lives matter? Like, no, 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 that's not what we're doing. It's just right. from a business and growth perspective, we had to we had to make this move, and it was the best thing we could have done. Good. That's- yeah. Now, 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 during this time, for all nerds has not skipped uh, Mr. Beat, and you've actually had time to branch off from time to time, like you've yeah. done with um, with Game of Thrones, and recently with Lovecraft Country. So exactly. you, you had Castle Black podcast, mm-hmm. and you had the Safe Negro podcast, right? And, and each of those had their own entities to, to where you and Ben have had the time to bring in certain someone of that genre who was pretty heavy, like fickled fan yes <laughs> into, into that genre mm-hmm. so like like how, how do you describe like they basically like taking those steps to be like okay if we're going to jump into this and we jump into it totally we got to put somebody else on board and mm-hmm. we're going to do we're going to do this shit week after week after week yes absolutely uh usually the first the first line particularly from ben is it's got to be another woman he's <laughs> like because i want to get it he just he he realizes that just the power of a woman's voice is just you know from from our perspective and and obviously you know just literally hearing our voice he just said it's just especially on topics like that mm-hmm. it's, it just has a lot more weight so right. he, he you know he always like yo whatever we can do always bring another woman in cool um but then as far as like going into that it, it for us it's always about we want to present as as um well interesting yes you know we're entertaining and all that other stuff but we also want to be as informed as possible mm-hmm. and everyone in life has understanding you can't know everything and that is okay you should yeah. surround yourself with people smarter than you people who know more about the subject than you or know about it in a different way than you think so right. that's why we brought on the third party like you know, typically they were the person who read the books or or um like in the case of castle black rest in peace mia um mm. D- deadly diva that was her uh, her yeah. at name she was a huge uh, a fan 
always read like every slash you know consonant of that book so she knew it frontwards and backwards right i never read the book and i never will read the book <laughs> then i mean maybe read some of the book right but having that those three different perspectives um and being able to review the show like the tv show yeah. that made all the difference like it like people really appreciated that and they appreciate the fact that we was going so deep into it in different in different like like zones mm -hmm. and same situation with with uh, safe negro pod with lovecraft country it's just that having our different perspective we all read the book profusely like we love the yeah. book but the, but but portia um that's kind of that's literally her job like her job is to read and review uh, literature and, and so she has a more academic approach to it than we mm -hmm. may not have so mix it all, all that together you get a show that's fun and entertaining but at the same time we know what we're talking about we put right. lots of uh, research into it we, we we regardless of which direction we all come from we still do a lot of research we still do a lot of work because we want to give you a polished product like we don't want to just be there yapping yeah or, you know not telling y'all nothing or, or or just like we just want to be there for the people yeah so that's how we go about these things and it and, and it is okay like uh when um when you guys create these these uh these podcasts off to the side and everything like that there's a uh, there's no misdirection or anything like that. Like people just basically fall in line because you guys basically put out mm -hmm. the marketing through loudspeakers network and just like it's a full go. Now, when you bring these topics up to 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 upper management that you want to do this, like how is that received? Like when you first wanted to do Castle Black, how was that received? Well, funny thing about that, I am upper management. So <laughs> as it's been. OK, so you're your own boss. That answer my question. can make the decisions. <laughs> <laughs> so I spoke to upper management. Moi, upper management right. said, you I can the mirror. <laughs> and then I did it. So <laughs> <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, if anything, Ben, I mean, and I, we just have the conversation. We have the conversation. We we have planning conversations. We 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 do our just um we have meetings essentially. Like we just have the meetings and talk through things. Like, how mm -hmm. do we want to do this? You know, we figure out how many episodes are happening. You, what's the timing going to be like? When are we going to watch when we want to record? Obviously, we'll, except for like Castle, Castle Black, for any other show, we'll get the episodes ahead of time so that right. we can be on a particular schedule. But um, no, we just, we, we speak about it. We commiserate. We say, all right, cool. You in on this? I, right, I'm in on this. Boom. A podcast. Right. <laughs> That's what's up. Now, now, I'm an old school head. So what do you say in the case of biting like people biting your podcast because like biting I, i'm sure i'm sure you've seen a lot of other podcasts out there a lot of other geek podcasts out there that it that generally resonate of the fact where you listen in and you're like they kind of they, <laughs> they copying like a motherfucker hold on yeah all these bitches is my sons <laughs> no, no. <laughs> i'm just being rude no 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 um honest i i i think it's flattering and yeah. i i think that if we are able to serve as a blueprint for other people to put their voice out there right. then do it because i feel like i don't see it as biting i just see it like people are using us as inspiration and because i know our show is so good because i know it's so well put together and researched and approached if people are taking the good things from that and applying it to their experience then i'm happy 
Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, it's like, it's nothing else I can be, but be happy with. Otherwise I'd be the hater. And it's just like, why would I hate on something that was born from something I created? Like, that's Mm -hmm. what my purpose is. I'm here to influence. I'm here to inspire. So, and, and, you know, and I, and I say that with a, it's difficult because I'm getting in the habit of saying stuff like that and, and, and not being scared to say it because Mm -hmm. sometimes it sounds like a, not being humble but i'm like fuck that like it's 2020 everything's on fire you have to stand up for things that you've put out in the universe that are positive so yeah but well this is coming from someone who's been a part of such panels as comic and law enforcement or how the black Mm -hmm. twitterverse is changing pop culture Mm -hmm. uh social media is social media in the law you know what i'm saying so like i i look at the 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 panels that basically you, you discuss it doesn't come from a place where you're trying to be shy no, <laughs> no, 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 no. And that's probably, maybe that's why nowadays I do podcasts because if you came to me in like, maybe up through high school, I was like, I'm not talking to nobody. I'm not, right. like I'm not raising my hand. Like I, I would say I was shy, but then it, shyness went just to just being an introvert. And mm-hmm. now I'm kind of the opposite. I'm an introverted extrovert. Like if I, you know, I, I'll be on the podcast and I'll be in the mix and all that stuff. But it's just like, if someone's like, yo, you could, you just need to stay home, read a book. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll be good with it. But um, <laughs> like, all right, fine. No, no problem. That's why actually the pandemic, um, a lot of people have a problem with being in the house and not going yeah. nowhere. I actually, like, no. this is this is fantastic. Introvert. I have a yeah. mic in my house. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm great. But, um, but, but no, I, I. I I know that I have to put myself out there. Like I've always had to learn that I have to push myself out there so so that I can solidify my space in this world. And if that means it's podcasting or writing or whatever, then do it. Now, through various mediums of social media, would you say that um, blurs, black nerds, black geeks have had a louder megaphone in culture than they've had maybe five, six years ago? Absolutely louder. And it's definitely because of social media that that's I feel like that's 100 percent the reason why mm-hmm. I can't I'm trying to think of some other mechanism as to where that could have happened. But no, absolutely. Now, is it where it needs to be in terms of a bigger microphone? No, absolutely no. not. Like we still don't have all the real like actual power that I believe that we we need and deserve and are still w- working towards. And mm-hmm. by that power, I mean, like massive platforms like if you think of places like nerdist or sci-fi and things like that like there should absolutely be a massive black led platform and and that's 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 essentially what we're driving towards with for all nerds but um do i think we're in a better place than we were five six years ago absolutely nice now the intro the intro to the show Explain to me how long y'all been practicing those also known as. So some of my, some of my favorites. <laughs> well, Method well, band explaining. Mine's are on my phone. Yours are on your phone? <laughs> They're on my phone. So first of all, I don't write, I don't memorize all of them. Ben I mean is good for memorizing them. I'm talking about so much other stuff. I I just don't want that in my head. Like I need the, I need the I need the RAM space. So um, it, I have them written down on my notes. Um and then they have recently all got deleted, like like years of stuff got deleted. So I had to start over. But um Ben Amin is the one really who memorizes most of them. As far as how we go to the process, they just come to us. Right. Like we just sit in there and like talking about something dumb. Usually we're, we're by ourselves, but if we're together, we may be talking about something dumb and then be like, yo, what about this? Mm-hmm. And we'll run it by each other and we'll tell each other like, y'all know that's whack. Or eh, maybe that might work, whatever. So it's funny because you listen to the show, you know how mm-hmm. Ben Amin like 
normally it's kind of like, nah, sir, I don't like that. I don't like that, AKA. So it, it's funny that we do that to each other too. Right. So I want people to know, like, it's not me or Ben picking on you. Like, oh, uh-huh. no, we do that to each other. Like, y'all, nah, man, that the AKA was mid. Like, you need to come <laughs> with something better. So, because I noticed that through yeah. uh, geekly asked questions, because people start to do their own AKAs as far yeah. as, yeah. And, and I see and that I it's become a game like, now. Yeah. <laughs> I nah, see it's become a game now where people are just like, some people are like just giving us terrible ones, just they want to hear Benjamin's reaction. And some people really are trying, you know, they want to think, know what we think. So, right. Keep, keep, keep them coming. <laughs> I appreciate it. I think it's fun. Now, now, if you could describe that partnership that you have with Ben. That's my brother. That's my like. That's as much as my brother as uh, you know blood blood could be. You know what I'm saying? Like he, it, it's because of him that I'm in the position that I'm in in the first place. He's the one who put out the call. He's the one that said, "Yo, Tatiana, yes, come through." I, Four owners wouldn't exist if if not for him bringing me in. So um, I would say that. Uh, so I, I look up to him and appreciate him, but he's also my brother. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love him. So we, and, and we've always had a good working relationship. We've always been both very creative and, and being able to bounce ideas off of each other. And yes, like we learn differently and, and may work differently, but we're still compatible. And just from a business standpoint, like we're still very good with, with weaving together ideas to come up with something greater. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's an easy relationship too. And, and that's probably why everything has been so successful and continue to go because we, you know, we're at the point now, you know, we're just going to, that's my brother that I'm his, sister. like, we're going to just talk to each other and be like, yo, bro, right. I don't like when you did X or what do you think about this? Like, like we, we will have the conversation. And, and I guess what I'm getting at is we have good communication. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. now does this happen off, off topic too? off topic too? So like, basically if you, if you're home and y'all you're watching something and you want to chime in on something that possibly could be notated for the show, have you <laughs> taken the time to be like, yo, I got to text him real quick. Yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we, okay, yeah. And we, we, yeah, we text and talk about life just in general right, right, you know, right, it's right. like we see something funny we send it to each other whether it's about uh for all nerds or not like we we still communicate so mm-hmm. yeah like like we're, like we're real friends and i think that's why everything is so it's good like we respect each other we respect each other's hustle we respect each other's mind and respect each other's boundaries mm-hmm. and and i think that's what makes a partnership work like True. if y'all don't have that mutual respect on all them on many levels but especially those levels then you might not get far yeah no most most definitely now uh as far as being a black woman in a geek space is there any in it is there anybody that basically inspires you maybe a little bit older or somebody that's that's been doing it maybe a little bit longer is there anybody that comes to mind in the geek space yeah. um you know well first things first shout out to combat jack yeah. um he i mean he's Started the blueprint he, he's 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 the godfather he's the pie father as we called him and continue to call him um so just the fact of having that voice in this space like just putting my voice out there because that's one thing he always told me when we had our conversations like you just need to speak you need to tell the people what you feeling and and your your uh what's the word I'm looking for he my opinions in this space he said is he always would tell me it's incredibly important that you share your views let the people hear you let the people hear you like he would re- he would repeat that over and over and over and after a while I was just like all right I get it but now like I really get it like how important that is um so definitely comment Jack um Ben from a, yeah. especially from a creative perspective 
um because because he, he has he has a very brilliant creative mind so i you know especially as a writer like i take a lot from that um and then just in general in the geek space like like people who just maybe inspire me in different facets um nichelle yeah. nichols yeah or i mean that that was one of my old aka's you know the horror of the spaceship um so always a horror also being a long time star trek fan that that was always a big deal to me she was she was and will always be a deal, big deal to me you're a trek um yes yeah <laughs> star trek and all that stuff but <laughs> um her um may jemison i'm yep. um, the first black female um astronaut, astronaut. Yep. and i actually met her a couple of years back at comic-con and that was that was wild because she's always been my hero i i remember i think it was the, it was middle school i believe and i had to write an essay mm -hmm. and i wrote about her and just so so you know, i'm an adult now and to be able to talk to her Mm -hmm. and talk like i was talking to her about like force fields and stuff i was just like i was <laughs> bugging i was just like oh my god yo i'm talking to a real life astronaut a black yeah. woman astronaut, a, a scientist like i'm talking to my hero a lot of people say oh yo don't ever meet your heroes because they disappoint you not this time fam right. like that was incredible and I, I i'm just lucky um and uh just I guess more more closely my own family my my right. grandparents you know mm -hmm. my grandfather being an engineer my grandmother always listening to me and and pushing me in my creative spirit my parents obviously mm -hmm. um, I mean I, I feel like I'm at like the source awards already I'm giving an expected <laughs> but is that how I'm coming off there no man. no no that's how I feel I'm coming off like you know I like to thank my moms and my parents and my third grade teacher like um but no I I have different different um people who have influenced and, and helped me to kind of push myself in the space nice now, now now no i i walked past a picture of may jameson in in my in elementary school i passed by this picture every god they, they never changed the damn picture out they never <laughs> stayed in the same damn spot all the time all the time man and that the fact that you brought her up now, now I'm thinking about that in my head. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was the wildest experience and I'm, I'm real happy. I'm, I met Neil, Neil Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson, again, oh. interviewed him at Comic-Con again. Um, I mean, he's another big hero. Like he, he, he has a little bit of an attitude, but to me, he was fine. I'm just talking about in general, like some of the stuff he says is a little questionable, yeah. but, but, but I, but I still fuss with him as a, as a, as an intellect. Right. Um, I, I would find somebody yeah. like him to like, be upset at answers because they're not antiquated in his type of fashion or anything. Yeah. I feel like if, if he's the, if he's that damn smart and he's too smart for me, like I feel like <laughs> any answer I give is gonna be is gonna make him upset. Yeah, Whether I mean it was correct. Like we had a great conversation and he was very nice to me. It's just that some of the stuff I've heard him say outside of that, I was like, right. I don't really agree with you, sir, but yeah. you know, I, I respect you. Mm -hmm. So as far as for our nerds. Where do you see it evolving to probably like in the next five years? Well, similar to the answer I gave a little bit ago about wanting to it to be a platform, like a massive platform. Yeah. Um, you know, Foreigners is, is not just a podcast. Like it's it's a brand and I, and, I, and I present it in that way and I express it in that way because it's comprised of the original content that we make. Mm -hmm. um, and again, that includes the interviews we do, but also, um, like in the past, I think we were like doing skits and stuff um, or, or plan on doing skits and stuff. Um, you know, we do live events. Um, yeah. Before COVID, we were actually producing a lot of live events, like whether it's panels or game nights or things like that. 
a lot of that has just changed to be virtual, but it's still happening. Sure. Um, you know, uh, group events like, and we, uh, yes, we produce our own podcast, but we also produce other podcasts. So, you know, you know, we, you mentioned all the little, the, the show side podcasts for the show, but we also had a podcast that was strictly dedicated to anime mm. um, called Outlaw Bars. And that was hosted by three black women. Then we had a show that was strictly dedicated to horror. And so my, our goals really are, it's just the expansion of the brand. Right. to be an umbrella where other people can, 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 uh, I want to say just increase their own capacity. Right. So, sure. you know, if, if someone, again, maybe we'll bring back that anime portion of it. Like we had a whole like anime pillar, like a whole horror pillar. Then there was a wrestling pillar. Like I want it to be that space. And I, and I don't want to say I want it to be the black X because I hate that shit. Right. Like when people say, Oh, yo, this, this is the black Bill Gates or something like that. Like I hate that. Uh. Shit. Like, nah, nah, nah. Like, we are who we are we are for the people by the people type shit you know fubu type shit so (laughs) i i just i just i want it to be a larger platform and a way for others to get put on um and and it has operated that way i just wanted to operate in that manner but just even bigger Mm -hmm. just on a bigger scale now let me ask you this because i know have you talked about how you know you you don't mind being inside but do you do you miss the conventions? I'd be lying if I said yes. <laughs> I miss traveling. I'm a travel. I will okay. say that. Got you. I was I I didn't realize how busy I was or how much I was moving around until we had to sit down until March came. They was like, sit your ass down. Mm-hmm. I, I was I probably was on a plane every other week. I was probably at some event, you know, every other day shooting something talking to somebody interviewing some it, it was it was a lot i didn't realize how much it was because i like to work right so i like to be busy too um so i i don't think i miss the convention as much as i miss the i mean technically it's work but I, like i miss talking mm-hmm. to our guests and our talent and, and making right. connections i do miss that but um i, I like being home i like doing this <laughs> I don't mind it. Now, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I miss getting dressed up and put on mm-hmm. costumes and stuff like that. But right. you know, that that'll come back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, in due time. Yeah. <laughs> but um, as far as like your individual projects, what are, what are we looking forward to from you in the future? Yeah, Benamin and I are working on some stuff that uh, you're going to get mad. We can't talk about it. <laughs> it it's going to be announced soon. And once it's announced, then we'll talk all about it. But yeah, it all deals with writing. I will say that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I've had a, and, and it was so funny. I was thinking about it. I didn't realize it was still, this happens this year because this year has been ridiculous. Um, but I worked with Marvel a couple of times. Yeah. When you did um, Marvel voices earlier this year, Yeah, did Marvel. people think that that's last year. That was this year. I thought it was last year and I'm the one who's in the book. Like I thought it was last year, bro. Right. So, um, no, like working on Marvel voices, one issue one, and, and that dropped this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, for black history month. And it was, it's basically just a series of, of, um, comic book stories by different writers and, and, mm-hmm. and artists stuff like that. But it also had a companion series of essays, um, about different like um, not necessarily like topics or themes mm-hmm. of of Marvel voices. So mine's particularly was about tech and all, and how the tech like you know the different tech of Marvel related to the tech of real life. 
but mm. make it black. So <laughs> I, you know, I did that and, and you know, I was right. talking about black women inventors and how that correlates to people like Shuri um, and Riri Williams. Yep. And, you know, so, so I talked a little bit about that in my, my essay. Um, and that essay is, it was originally just on marvel.com, but my essay is actually printed in the comic book now. Ah, um, so, yeah, as far when the reprint went out in November, they were like, oh yeah, all y'all stuff is getting, like y'all essays are in the comic. So to be able to say, yo, I'm in a Marvel comic book, like officially, like valid, yeah. that's amazing. So um, you know, yeah. And then I, I did a, another thing with them where they, it was Marvel Make Me a Hero where they literally drew you into a superhero based on your, what you told them, like what the hero should look like, what their power should be, why they exist. That was another incredible experience. Shout out to Nelson Blake III incredible artist he's he he's been down for mad marvel projects as well he right. drew me as the hero and again just uh it was another shocking like may jemison type moment where i was just like my god like this is real like i'm about um, to be in this joint yeah so um but but yeah i, I mentioned those those projects because i'm like i'm still doing stuff like that like i'm still moving towards doing more projects like that with other groups um, hopefully I'll get another opportunity with Marvel. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just for me, it's really mainly a lot of writing. Lots of creative writing right now. Good. Yeah. Good. So Tatiana, I appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, tell everybody how they how they can see basically your work. See for all nerds. Let us know. Absolutely. And thank you. I want to thank you, James. I really appreciate you. And, and, I, and I'm humbled that you even asked me to be here. Uh, did you want to even talk to me? So and I appreciate the fact that you're a big supporter of our show and our brand and stuff. I really thank you. No, nah, no, not a problem at all. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to continue to be a fan. Thank because you. I like I, because I, I feel like what you guys, you and Ben do is extremely important to the culture, not only nerd culture, but black culture in general. I mean, I know people don't like to, like you said, don't like to label everything as mm -hmm. the Black Bill Gates or, or anything like that. But the dynamic between you two and what you guys put out there for everybody to see on a large platform is needed. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Um, to answer your question, you can find me. I'm on, um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Tatiana King. Um, if you also happen to be on Clubhouse, I'm on there now, um, Tatiana King. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've been there in a while, but, you know, just, just add me, just follow me. But um, you can find For All Nerds, uh, here goes the spiel. We are on every, just about every major podcast platform, including Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. um, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're everywhere, absolutely everywhere. I think the, the only place we don't exist is Tidal, and that's okay. Still love the J&B. Um, <laughs> you, you can, so, so please, you can subscribe to us there. You can find us also on, um, Twitch because, um, between Ben, I mean, and I, we, we live stream our gaming. We also stream the shows. So when we're recording, we actually play those, um, twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Just make sure you're following us there. Uh, if you got the coin, subscribe to us, have a blast, give us some bits, whatever you like, we appreciate it. And then also I want to mention our Patreon page. Um, you mentioned before that, you know, we were talking about, you know, who, who's the upper management. I'm upper management, but because we're upper management, we have to handle everything ourselves. So we're all self-funded, right. which means we do rely on the, you know, the financial contributions of our supporters. So uh, for uh, patreon.com slash for all nerds. Uh, and, and this is going to sound funny, but just for only a dollar a day, you too can support 
a black podcaster. So not a dollar a day, but <laughs> I just sounded like the it's, United it's like, <laughs> College. <almost. laughs> no, it's, it's it's a monthly platform, but but you know, if you if you wanna help us continue the journey, and I'm talking to people who are listening, if you want to help us continue the journey, um, continue supporting black creativity and, and and you know black production and all this stuff. And and really, like I said, we we talk about how we we talk about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. So we're here for our brown brothers and sisters. Like we're here for our brothers and sisters of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you down with that, you like what you hear, definitely support us. And, you know, we appreciate it. And all the money goes right back into everything we do. Our production, we pay our engineers, like everything goes right back into the business. Dope. And shout out to Loudspeakers Network. Shout like- out to Loudspeakers Network. Word, because uh, <laughs> yeah, cause I feel I feel like every single podcast within within that network is just doing fabulous shit. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know, and I will always be grateful of that. Shout out Chris Morrow. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, Tatiana, it's been real. Appreciate <laughs> you doing this once again, and please, please, please do your do yourself a favor and check out For All Nerds on any podcast platform. They dope as hell and it's it, it it makes it worthwhile as far as it being interesting as far as geek culture is concerned because we don't necessarily get to collaborate that much and talk you know amongst each other you know we pretty much have the same topics and everything like that and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it gets brought out there to the to the open but everybody has a different perspective everybody has a difference of opinion and everything like that and it's cool it's okay yes oh so just do that <laughs> it's okay it's okay to have a different opinion <laughs> <laughs> word, word. So, facts project, and we out.